Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Happy birthday to you. All right, thank you, boy. It's Wes Mm. and Walker. Oh, I like that. Okay. Do that again. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Happy birthday to you. Is that all right? Mm. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Me and Stevie. Like this. back folks this is the Wesson Walker show live from the Charlotte Convention Center the 30th annual Charlotte Auto Show and it's starting to pick up in here Walker we're starting to get a lot of foot traffic people walking around looking at the car seeing what they want to buy getting a v- good view of things I wonder is this a better experience as far as car buying besides a salesman hounding you down and sitting in the dealership for six hours you can watch two or three movies while you're just waiting to purchase yep. a car I wonder if this is a better buying experience I, I mean there are a lot of nice cars so if you are able to afford these then i think it might be because you do just get it's almost like a leisure activity i saw one dude there's a truck in front of us and i saw one dude just kind of hop up and down on the tailgate of the truck and i didn't see anybody else tell him to stop i guess he just wanted to check it out and so he was able to do that maybe i'm sure a salesman would allow you to do it but these guys are just having fun using the trucks as jungle gym so i imagine it would be a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah i saw the guy over there jumping into the humvee and so yeah people are out here having a great time keep the text coming the humvee the- is safe too like i know you are a dad i know your son is about to be driving i imagine here in a couple of years yeah it doesn't get much more safe than the humvee it doesn't i wish i could get it for him man so you can yeah. make sure he's good and safe in that car keep the text coming on the charlotte men's clinic text hotline seven zero four five seven. 9610. Great thoughts coming in there. And Walk, I told you in a break, real quick before we get into the campus corner, uh, there was an article that came out yesterday, and they were talking about on a station in Raleigh, ABC 27 to be exact. And this guy, they don't know if it's real, if it's not, if the guy's indeed a true uh, pest control specialist, but just the whole scenario alone. Offering $2,500 to a household willing to have 100 live cockroaches released in their homes. I'm sorry for all of you out there eating your cheese sandwiches, your burgers, any of that type of stuff right now, man. I I hope I didn't mess it up for you. But just wanted to present that to the listeners to have that uh, go in your home for a month and for you to get a check for $2,500. Would you do it? And if you wouldn't do it for that amount, is there an amount in which you would do this hit the kitchen lights cockroaches everywhere <laughs> 2500 one time yeah if it was even monthly For a I don't, month i don't even know if i would do it monthly like if i mean and i guess that means there'd be a hundred more introduced no mm. 2500 Honestly, Wes, not even close to enough amount of money for me to allow 100 cockroaches released into my home. And the other thing is, this guy doing pest control, 
I'm sure because I am not familiar with what pest control guys are like beyond mm -hmm. the normal, hey, why don't you come out and spray my house around the outside and make sure we don't have any of these cockroaches in. What does that collection look like? Yeah. And I'm questioning you. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> I know you're supposed to kill them, and then I know you're supposed to transport them, but how many are you catching live? Are you just letting them breed? Do you have a cockroach collection at your house for you to then transport to these houses? How many people are going to sign up for this? Right. Because I imagine there's going to be a few. And so if there's, I don't know, if there's 10 people, that means you got got 1,000 cockroaches that you have at your house right now. Yeah. And that you're willing to pay 2500 to just, what, just experiment? See what their <laughs> style is? I got a lot of questions, and I'm not about to find out by only receiving $2,500. Not only that, man. I just couldn't imagine. You'd be trembling going to bed at night. Any little thing that you feel, your girl could reach over and touch you, and you're going to jump through the roof like Sylvester uh, on a Warner Brothers cartoon. Look, I mean, and this is not to say, I, I have had a couple of, not at this house, not at the last three previous days, but after college, when you got a little bit of that frat lifestyle rolling, it wasn't frat for me, yeah. but it was frat-like lifestyle. Yeah, there are a couple cockroaches roaming around, and I didn't play that. It was awful. I hated every bit of it, uh -huh. and that's why I didn't stay at the house all that long, and then I couldn't wait to get up out of there. I'm not about to only get $2,500 just to reintroduce them in my life. All right, man. Woody from Stanley said that's not enough. I need millions, but now let's get to the campus. Countner. All right, folks. So I saw an interesting post this morning, man. I like to peruse on Instagram. And so I saw an interesting uh, post that said that there may be a scenario where zero SET teams make the playoffs. I almost gassed. I almost rolled out of bed and your hit dream. the floor. I couldn't believe it. No, this is not my dream. <laughs> I do respect the SEC a lot, even though their fans are quite annoying. But they're, you know, respectfully annoying because they've earned a lot of belts over the years. But they pointed out a scenario to which you could see a potential 13-0 Ohio State, 13-0 Florida State, and a 13-0 Washington with a 12-1 Texas as a Big 12 champ, 12-1 Bama as an SEC champ, and then 12-1 Georgia. Texas would have head-to-head -head versus Bama, and Bama would have head-to-head -head versus Georgia. This is a real scenario that could happen. I know we talked about it yesterday, the possibility of getting sick and tired, or at least I was saying that, of Georgia and Alabama in a potential playoff scenario if they both got in and played in the national championship yet again. But what do you think about this? Do I need to read it again so we can get all the details clear? Or what, what would you think about a scenario? How realistic do you think it is, and how weird would it be to have a college football playoff with no SEC team? So weird that I don't expect it whatsoever. They are going to put an SEC team in the college football playoff. It would be Georgia. It would be Alabama. There would be one representative. Hell, West, in that scenario that you just gave me, I don't know if it'd be crazy to say that there'd still be two teams that make it with Georgia and Alabama only having one loss, Texas having another loss, a couple of games that they played recently in back-to-back -back contests. They beat Kansas State, ranked Kansas State, to be clear, but they only beat them by a field goal. They beat TCU, but only beat them by a field goal. Yesterday's team is not today's team. I think that's what the college football playoff committee would rely on, saying that Alabama is a different squad as they've been playing in the last month compared to when they played Texas early in the season before Jalen Milrow really got his feet wet as a starting QB. So even in that scenario, you're right. You could twist it all the way to the point and say no SEC team is going to get in there. Ohio State, Michigan, they'd be the obvious choices. But there would be enough hate, I think, towards Florida State, even undefeated 
undefeated to where there'd be that argument against them, I think they'd still get in. Eventually, I'd still think it's one. But you might even have a case to say Georgia, Alabama, those are two of the best four college football teams. And all. And then I guess you'd have Washington would be tough. But even though I don't think that would be enough of a scenario to keep the SEC out entirely, Wes. What say you? Yeah, we pointed out as well just Georgia and the ridiculous superlatives that they've acquired through this win streak, how dominant they've been. I just don't see how the committee would leave out an Alabama team, for one, just off their own cachet, but then two, for you to go in and beat a team that has been so dominant, that has been crushing everyone, I just don't know how you keep the team that beat that team. Georgia hasn't lost in two years. How can you keep a team out that beat a team that lost in two years? But the Texas scenario, it does present something interesting if they are able to win out if all of these teams went out and we already know walker this is college football everybody ain't winning out we're gonna get some upsets along the way championship saturday is gonna produce something that we're not ready for and so that's the thing with that man but i just thought that that was very interesting and it is a realistic scenario it's not like there's zero chance that this would happen but a lot would have to happen for it to happen all right moving right along north carolina and Clemson are going to get it on this weekend. And we know the Tar Heels coming off their double overtime win over Duke, uh, albeit controversial. And then we got Clemson right now that's looking like they are ready to rock and roll after beating Notre Dame and then handling their business last week against Georgia Tech, who was coming in hot, playing as good offensively as anybody in the country. Is Carolina walking into a buzzsaw in Death Valley? Buzzsaw seems strong. I still don't. They're rolling, man. They're they're playing real well. They are seven point <laughs> underdogs too. I heard mm. that earlier today. Yes. And so I think that would reflect more of what you're saying. But they are rolling defensively for sure. Offensively, it's still not anything that I trust a ton. Phil Moff is rolling. Cade Klubnick's not. When your quarterback, he did throw four touchdowns last week, and also what 109 yards. He like, did. And, yeah. And so so it it wasn't that wasn't the reason that that offense got rolling as much. Cade Klubnick's playing better, you know, and kudos to him for that. But I think Phil Moffa is going to be able to run on North Carolina for sure. I do think that they're going to be susceptible to that. But I think North Carolina's offense is also going to be able to score enough against Clemson's defense. I don't know who I'm going to have winning this game. I think it's going to be close. But buzzsaw to me, I wouldn't say that they're running into a buzzsaw to the point where they don't have a shot or that I overwhelmingly favor Clemson at that seven-point figure. Right now, if I were to bet the spread, I would say Carolina can cover and maybe even pick Clemson to win at home. But to me, it doesn't necessarily, I don't think there's a monster gap between these two teams right now. Well, the reason, too, that I dubbed them a buzzsaw is just that we saw this team, and not that they looked despondent or looked like they you know, weren't the Clemson that we knew, but it wasn't quite on the same level. And the last two weeks, emotionally, physically, they look like a totally different football team. They look like the football team that we expected to see uh, for most, if not all, of this season. And I felt like Dabo's fury, everybody questioning this team, this program has really gotten to these guys. And that's why I feel like emotionally uh, this team is ready to take on all comers. Clemson's won 23 of its last 26 November games. This is a team that they love to start to play better as this season gets down the stretch and with the young pups that they have making all of those plays, those freshmen, especially those defensive backs, Avion Terrell, A.J. Terrell's little brother and those guys coming out there playing the type of football that they were playing. 
you got young guys out there who don't know any better. You know what I'm saying? They're ignorant to the college football game. When you talk about they don't know that they're not going to the college football playoffs. They don't know that they're not supposed to be playing good football as the year closes. And so that's why I say this is going to be an interesting game. I'm taking the Tigers at home, not because it's North Carolina, but I just feel like Clemson right now, they're getting back to playing a physical, emotional brand of football. Now, if this game were in Chapel Hill, maybe I'd feel differently. Yeah. But I just think that defensively they're going to devise a game game plan that uh, Drake may, I think he's going to play well, but I don't know if he just shreds them like he does everybody else. And I think when you play Carolina, that's the key. Keep Drake May from just having a gaudy game. If you can keep him to having a solid, respectable game, I think that will uh, help you out. It, it, Moose writes in, you know, Walker, Clemson is going to be the best defense that North Carolina faces all year, which is true. I also think that Drake May is the best quarterback that Clemson is going to face all year. With all due respect to Jordan Travis, who's been having a fantastic season, and Jordan Jordan Travis should get Heisman consideration because of team success, and he's been very good. I do think Drake May overall is a better quarterback and a better NFL prospect, and their running, their rushing attack is also good. When they've lost games, Wes, it's not been because their offense has been stopped. They have not been stopped all year long. Right. It's because they couldn't stop Virginia's offense, they couldn't stop their rushing attack, and they couldn't stop Georgia Tech, despite Drake May and company putting up 40 points. Now, that's absolutely, that could be true here against Clemson. I don't expect North Carolina to stop Phil Maffa. I don't expect them to limit him, but can North Carolina keep up enough in order to score as many points? And they can do it, especially if it's on the shoulders of Drake May, they can do it quickly with how accurate he is throwing downfield. And so that's why I'm not overwhelmingly saying that Clemson's gonna win. Last thing to your point, though, Clemson has four conference losses. They have four losses on the year. Three of those are away. One is at home, but that one being at home is against Florida State. And so even with them not looking like the same old Clemson football team from the last couple of seasons, for the most part, they have been at home, and they only lost to the Seminoles who haven't had a loss all season long. All right, and then really quick, we're up against it, but when you talk about the Seminoles and them being in the college football playoffs and people questioning if they are a top-four team, do you think this team is college football playoff championship game good when you compare them to the Michigans, the Ohio States, the Washingtons, and those teams? Does Florida State look like a one-and-done, a true championship contender in your eyes? Say the team one more time. The Florida State Seminoles. I don't think they're one and done. I think what they're doing is establishing a, a, a nice tradition. Not tradition. And I'm saying in this there. particular playoffs, do you think that they're a team that's going to get in there and really make some noise? Do you put them on par with the other teams in the country? I think just, they have so much talent mm -hmm. to where I'm not going to count them out. Like yeah. I, I hear you. I don't think that they have been as dominant as some of these other teams mm -hmm. against better competition. I thought the ACC was going to really prove themselves this year. I don't think it's been that way during the second half, especially with mm -hmm. North Carolina losing a couple of games, and that's disappointing. But that defense still has a lot of talent on that side. They do. Jordan Travis has answered the bell and then some. We've seen those wide receivers when they play. Keon Coleman, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., best receiver in the country. Keon Coleman right there after him in a deep wide receiver class. He's certainly going to be a first-round consideration. He's going to be picked in the first round. No, he's really good, but I say Malik Washington at Virginia is the best receiver in the ACC. Look at the numbers. Top 10 in the, in the nation, man. He's got over. He's got almost 1,200 yards right now. Keon Coleman. Shouts to Virginia. <laughs> Keon Coleman is a good wide receiver that's probably going to be taken Yeah, he's big round. time. No question. They got enough talent to contend with any contender there in the college football playoff. I don't think that they are just a shoe in to be a one and done. Yeah, I think uh, I think Michigan would smush them in a game. Uh, I think that 
Ohio State, I think they could compete with Ohio State. Uh, Washington, I think, would be an entertaining game. So, yeah, I, I think Florida State's there, but I think Georgia, yeah, I don't even think that would be close. I think Georgia and Michigan are a class above Florida State. I think Florida State needs another year to infuse a little bit more talent before they can compete with some of those teams. Are they bad enough for you to consider keeping a Florida State undefeated team out of the playoff? No, I don't think so. I think if they run the table, win the championship, I think they've gotten uh, they, they've got enough wins under their belt to get there. And I think they're very talented. It's just something with them, though, to where they just they don't have that kill switch to where they just can just put their foot on the gas and just really run people out of the building. Like I said, they like to play with their food. So when we get back on the Western Walker Show, the Panthers pick belonging to the Bears has a 40% chance of being number one. How do the Panthers still win the trade? That and a whole lot more on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Wes asked the question a couple segments ago. Uh, would you be willing to have somebody dump a hundred cockroaches in your domicile for twenty-five hundred dollars, and that's it? Not a month, nothing like that, but a one-time payment of twenty-five hundred. And here's what the responses were on the text line: seven zero four five seven zero ninety six ten. Moose said, "I'm in pest. I'm a pest control tech, so just call me after you get your money." LOL. My man stands on business, Wes. I see that. Moose already seeing that. 704 said, Mark from Charlotte here. No roaches for me. You guys have no idea how reproductive they are. If you see one or two around your house. I was thinking about that, too. You might have an infestation. (laughs) But then I was also thinking, too, man, you know the old saying, everybody has a price. So I just wonder if $2,500 is not your price, is there a price that you would do? Because soon enough, they'd hit a number that you would start to at least consider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that would probably start around five figures. You're going to start to question it a little bit. And I think once they hit six figures, I think you probably try to find a way to uh, work around. Uh, Woody from Stanley, all caps, by the way, that's not enough. I need millions. And that's at least my feeling. If I really stop to think about it, I'd probably come down from multiple millions. But my hundred K. Feel- but but it's screaming millions right now. Hundred K. I, mean, I guess I I don't I'm that not would be, be happy. Hard, It'd be man. the most depressing hundred thousand dollar <laughs> gift I've ever received. Especially when you consider 
I mean, like you said, the day in, day out, man, for a month. I could see if it was a week, but a month. You got to deal with that, looking at them, them crawl. You sitting there trying to eat dinner. Oh, God. And, and plus, Dre from Virginia says how many of the hundred roaches lay eggs you don't know about. Yes. It, it's always the spider that you don't see that you're worried about. But don't the pest control, can our pest control expert tell us when they do come in to exterminate them, are they looking for all of these things? Because I would think that would have to be in the equation as well, that they're going to eliminate uh, anything that they could leave in order for it to continue to be a pest to you. Wes, there's a reason that people discuss cockroaches being able to survive nuclear warfare. Mm. I'm going to guess one or two of them things are going to be able to survive a pest control guy. Just one or two of them. <laughs> so, no, it's going to take a lot of money for me to be able to say, hey, go ahead and release them in the house, and then I'm good after a month. I'm just not going to trust anybody. Apologize to how good y'all are at y'all's job. But I just can't accept it enough. And then let me tell you how many screams are going to come out of your home. Because when you're sleeping at night, you're going to be waking up like, ah! You scared me. You scared me right there, honestly. <laughs> that was a lot. That's, that's what you're going to do. That was as loud as a fire declaration on Fire Fizzle. It's coming up in just a moment. Weston Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Wes alluded to it earlier. Starting to have a lot more traffic roll in the Charlotte Convention Center. See what I did there? Traffic, Charlotte Auto see Show. That. 30th annual Charlotte Auto Show, by the way. Thank you. Boom. I appreciate that from Fitty back at the Planet Kia Studios as no well. No fluke jukey. You can't leave the house. I said, see, I said I would. Yeah. Take a ring. I said I'd put a ring on my house. I'd be down the road, uh, staying at a Ritz Carlton or some type of hotel. And then when they came up on the ring to check and see where I've been, I just tell them I stepped out for coffee or I went to get some groceries or something. Well, th that's the thing. If you give me enough money so I can just go buy a new house, then yeah, dump it all, all, all that you want to. So okay. yeah, I'll, I'll live in it for maybe a month. Yeah. Scared and then move out of the house afterwards. I got you. I think that's what I would do. You'd have some uh, post post traumatic as well mm -hmm. because I think the first month after they're gone you're going to have a hard time sleeping worried about something crawling on you. Every slight breeze that I feel against my leg, I will Ooh. jump just as much as I did when you screamed in my ear five seconds ago. You remember ago. Creepy Crawlers back in the day? The Creepy Crawlers. Look at that. That's why I love Colin, man. Colin is like... Colin knows. No. Yeah. Well, well, I was thinking about something entirely different. It reminds me, I don't know if you ever watched Animal Planet. Of course, me being the nerd that I am, I did. Infestation? Did you ever see that show? No. Ooh. Oh, it was as bad as nah. Hoarders. It was bad. Infestation. Plus, that's a lot of them, man. I know. I mean, oh, God. All right. I know. A hundred. I, I, you know, look, I I tried to get away from it, but keep roping <laughs> me back. It's interesting. Like, I know it is. It's such an interesting topic because there would be some people that would do it that need the money. This inflation, all that type of stuff, man. There's people that would take that 2500 There would be. That's not enough, though, man. Uh, please. I, I understand it might be tough for you. You know, ask for more than 2500 <laughs> Just help me help you. Ask for more than 2500 all right, Wes, speaking of more depressing things, I yes. saw an article on ESPN that didn't really do the Carolina Panthers a lot of favors, which I don't know how you could write an article that would do the Panthers a lot of favors. So if you look at Bill Barnwell writing about the top eight teams or yes. the bottom eight teams that are in play for the number one overall selection, the Panthers, they're not there, but the Chicago Bears are. And that Panthers pick that they traded to the Chicago Bears in order to move up and get Bryce Young number one overall, that selection has a 40% chance of being the number one overall pick. 40%. Real high. How do, Pan how do the Panthers still win this trade? Mm. Because right now, most people would say Chicago's winning it with the way that D.J. Moore played when Justin Fields was QB. 
the fact that you have a couple of picks from the Panthers organization. It looks like, depending on who you ask, this might be a couple of years that you're trying to get out of this. Dan Orlovsky talked about this with Kevin Clark yesterday saying it might be 2025 until we can have a true evaluation of who Bryce Young is going to be at the quarterback position. So how do the Panthers still win this? Does it all lie on Bryce becoming a QB that is a multiple-time pro bowler? How do they still win? Yeah, I think no question about it. Bryce has to become a top 10 quarterback, uh, at least a fringe top 10 quarterback. But other than that, you lose the deal if he's not anywhere close to that. So the way that they win this trade, man, is just simple. They have to be able to turn Bryce Young into a top 10 quarterback into this league, a guy that they can win with consistently because then that justifies everything. That's why you made the move in the first place. You looked at Bryce Young and identified him as a young man that can come into this league and be dominant. Now, has he done that yet? No, he has not. Is C.J. Stroud doing it right now? You, you ideally wanted to see the production that you're seeing from C.J. Stroud. But at the end of the day, like I said, races start, man, and everybody, you know, you watch the Olympics, and it's coming up here soon, and you know there's some races to where, especially the long ones like steeplechase and stuff like that, you see that there's somebody that gets out to it at the beginning before you start to doze off, and then, <laughs> wow, you see uh, somebody else completely come from the middle or the back and so that's the thing just because you start the race the fastest doesn't mean that you're going to lose the race and and for Bryce Young's sake he doesn't necessarily have to win the race as long as he gets to a level where people are starting to look at him as one of those guys that you can win with consistently then I think that you are good to go yeah, I think also what Panthers fan, whether it's right or wrong to view it this way, I think what the talking point would be is if the Bears end up missing on those picks that they received from Carolina because it you still have the asset. I mean, you still have the first-round pick. I've talked about it a, minute, a million times. Those picks are more valuable until they grow arms and legs and actually play out there on the football field. But everybody likes the theory of the unknown, the first-round pick. I can do whatever I want with it. Mm -hmm. And then when you make that selection and it turns out not to be all that great, we have that experience here in Carolina quite a bit in the Scott Fitter area, then it's not going to be as overwhelmingly so Chicago won it. The problem is, man... This draft has got a lot of really impressive talent at the top. That it does. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr. You have the left tackle from Penn State that's getting rave reviews as well. And you know Chicago is going to have at least two of the top four picks. Yes. From their own doing and from the Carolina Panthers doing. And most likely the Panthers are going to help them get that number one overall selection. Even if they don't, I don't know what Arizona is going to do with Kyler Murray. I don't know if Caleb Williams wants to go to Arizona. And if he has enough power to even dictate where he goes in the draft, maybe Chicago is enough of a brand to you know, be enticing to Caleb Williams. Who knows, right? There are a couple things that could play out differently. But depending on how much they hit on some of those selections, that is going to change how you view who, quote, unquote, won the trade. Ultimately, what we want, it's the classic coach speak thing. You can't worry about what's going to happen with the other franchise. You made that decision based on what was best for the Panthers. And what's best for the Panthers right now is that Bryce Young figures it out, that you put enough talent around Bryce Young for him to figure it out. And if he, be if he becomes a top 10 guy, which you would like your number one overall pick to be, 
you would like for him to be a top 10 QB or somebody that you can win a Super Bowl with as long as everything around him is better. And then who knows if he can be the Wes Bryant lemonade titled QB. <laughs> who knows? But that's what you want Bryce Young to be. And ultimately, Wes, I still think he can be that guy as long as the Carolina Panthers take care of what's around him. Well, listen, man, you already know how I feel about the quarterbacks. And so when you are making that move to go up and get one of those guys, because we see how it looks when you don't have it, you're not going to be able to compete. You're just not. And so uh, I think for the Panthers at the time, I was all for the trade. And I'm still all for the trade because at the time you went up to go and get a guy that I believe in, the fans might not be believing in him right this minute because of the optics and how this thing is looking. But uh, I'm, I'm here for the trade all day, every day. Uh, we'll see how the draft turns out. I'm thinking Arizona's probably not going to go with a quarterback because Kyler Murray seems to be a changed man. He's no playing clue. pretty good football. And you hear a lot about how he's changed a lot with the attitude and things of that nature because that's a bad boy. If he gets his head on straight, that's a bad boy. He's one of those ones. If he, you know what I'm saying, if he's a guy that, that has really changed, like they said, and, and, and gotten it all together and not a selfish guy like he was described that, look out. But anyway, uh, but yeah, the Carolina Panthers, I think they're going to have a lot of cap space. And the thing also, too, is that will help the Panthers is the fact that you do have a rookie quarterback that you will still feel at the end of this season can be one of those ones. And that allows you the flexibility to build the roster around him and not have to worry about dealing with the quarterback salary. We saw that free agent list yesterday. It's very enticing. The Panthers have a chance to fill a lot of needs with what's going to be available out there on the market. Whether you talk about a T. Higgins that's going to be sitting in, they're not going to franchise T. Higgins. I think he has to be priority number one. Then I think we saw plenty of offensive linemen in that top 10 to 12 that aren't going to get franchised at their positions. you got to go maybe grab at least least one to two of those guys. So I think the Panthers are okay because, like I said, you're going to be able to go out and get proven veterans with the money you've got in the salary cap. Use those draft picks, hopefully, to hit on a nice class to where you at least get 50 to 60% of those guys being productive members of your football team. And then I think that this conversation could be much ado about nothing this time next year because we've seen when you look at the overall franchise win percentages of teams in the NFC South, the Panthers have the best. And they have the most pedigree in this division. So you can also bank on that because all you've got to do is win the division to get into the playoffs. So I think the Panthers will be okay if they play their cards right and start to really get a direction and identity and figure this thing out. We asked the question, how do the Panthers still win this trade against the Chicago Bears with them receiving a couple of the Panthers' picks and certainly at the top of this upcoming NFL draft? Matt and Greensboro texted on the text line 704-570-9610. Bryce is going to have to end up being better than Caleb Williams or Drake May, Coach Jeff said 0% chance the Panthers win that trade. All caps, zero. I'm more interested in Matt and Greensboro's take. What do you make of that? Bryce is going to have to end up being better than Caleb Williams or Drake May. Uh, no, I'm not buying into that uh, because I think that Bryce, like I said, I think he's a bad boy in and of itself. Now, can you get the requisite personnel around him and put him in the right situation for him to show you that? Uh, I think you can. And I think that this is a young man. Of course, we get caught up in watching this young man in college. But what are you going to say next year if Caleb Williams comes in the league and struggles? What are you going to say if Drake May comes into the league and struggles? Like, this league humbles all. That's true. And just because C.J. Stroud is killing it right now, he's going to have his games where people are going to be like – he just had one right here in Bank of America Stadium where he had a game where a lot of people were starting to say, oh, yeah, 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 he's not all that. He's not all that. So that's what I'm saying. This is not – this isn't a process – 
people are already looking at Caleb and Drake like they're sure things. Okay, well, if people had the foresight to see that people were going to be sure things, a lot of y'all would be GMs out there. We've seen a ton of guys. I can point to so many guys I thought were going to come in the league and rip it up, and they ended up being bust or not so good. So who knows what the future holds? Caleb May and Drake. Uh, K- Caleb May, man, that'd be a great player, wouldn't it? If you Kayla just combine everything, <laughs> Caleb yes. Williams and Drake May, the Panthers I would think, lose that. Right? Yeah, I think both of those young men are going to come in the league and be stars, but there's no guarantee. And so the book is not written for Bryce yet. It's just amazing to me that everybody seems to have figured out Bryce in nine football games, well, eight because he missed one, and everybody just seems to think that this is a lost cause at this point. Uh, and I get where Matt Greensboro is coming from with that take, but you have to remember, if Okay, so if you don't trade up to go get Bryce Young, that means the top three QBs are off the board. C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, they're gone because you wouldn't have had a top five pick in last year's NFL draft. I guess you could have selected Will Levis, but at that point, if you thought Will Levis was going to be safe until you get to the second round, then you might just draft an offensive lineman, wide receiver, whoever, right? And then Andy Dalton is your starting QB. So if Andy Dalton's your starting QB, who played pretty well for the New Orleans Saints last year in backup turned starter duty, then is this a one-win football team? We saw how they played against Seattle. Does Andy Dalton have more than one victory? I actually think they might because of the way that they played against the Seahawks, the way that he threw for 350 yards. And so if that's the case, then you don't have a shot at Drake May and you don't have a shot at Caleb Williams, which was always the case. There, there are people that had the foresight to say, man, this sucks because now you don't have a chance at one of the top two QBs in next year's NFL draft. Mm-hmm. My argument against that was constantly, they're not going to be bad enough to receive Caleb Williams or Drake May. My mistake here, because they're going to be bad <laughs> enough in order to be in play, but if they don't trade up for Bryce and Andy Dalton is the starting QB, or if you just have an average guy that knows what he's doing, that's been in the league for a long time, like the red rifle that you have on the team right now, then I don't think that you're going to have a top two spot or a top three spot. And so all of this is negated. That's another piece to this, Walker. It's like how many people thought the Panthers were even going to be in this position where Chicago was going to be able to get a draft pick this high? Like you said, we were told by the organization, and a lot of Panthers fans felt after the finish you had last year, after the way that this division looked, man, if they just get that quarterback, they're good to go. So none of you guys, I'm not going to say none of you, but a large contingency of you guys did not think that the Panthers pick was going to end up being number one this season yeah. It's unexpected. I, I know didn't. I said 6 and 11, but 6 and 11 puts you up 5 or 6, oh, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, nobody foresaw one win, two wins, three wins potentially coming for the Carolina Panthers, but that just shows you the volatility of this league and just how you just don't know what's going to happen from one season to the next. It's Weston Walker at the Charlotte Auto Show, Charlotte Convention Center, 30th Annual. Charlotte Auto Show. I do want to kick it back to the Planet Kia Studios to go to the first Fitty Flash of the day. Some interesting updates, and then Fitty will take it over again at the top of the 2 o'clock hour for the live wire. Until then, let's go to the first Fitty Flash. Fitty. Thought you guys had forgotten about me. Haven't heard from you, from you in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> some some news involving the uh, Duke's Mayo kickoff classic, involving the fighting Walker Males, the Charlotte 49ers, and the App State Mountaineers. 
They will be the uh, the kickoff game in 2025. Walker, will you still be donning a tank top with Biff Pogey's face on it, or do you think Charlotte will have a new head football coach by then? You just won't be able to. <laughs> it doesn't. Honestly, it might not matter, but you won't be able to see it because I'll have mayo all over myself, man. How about that? <laughs> Should I be the one that is the representative to have the tub of mayo dumped all over me to get ready for the Charlotte game against I think you should, and I'm pushing for that very hard. (laughs) Uh, We know content is king. Walker having a tub of mayo dunked on him, I mean, that is golden. I'd welcome it. For the Charlotte 49ers, I would have a stogie in hand, I would have the cutoff, and I would have a bunch of Dukes all over me. I would welcome that 100%. It's Wesley Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Back in just a moment with another public edition of Fire or Fizzle. Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Is that how West sounds? Try it again. Straight fire. Nope, that's not. Is that how nope, West sounds? No. <laughs> Just straight something fire! in sports. Wilder, can you say straight fire? Can you give it a shot? Straight fire. Oh, that is. Oh, that is. Were they doing karate or trying to imitate me? Why are they, fire. Why are they chopping two by fours in half? That's what I said. That was awful. Fire. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah, that was bad. Don't ever. They don't like got I the, tell they, Fitty, they, don't ever do that they, again. They don't have the umph right. Yeah. They don't have the cadence right. Yeah, I can't get it like Wes Bryant, yeah, but I at man. least know the voice inflection yeah. and to put a little stank on it. Yeah, man. Fire! Yeah. That's like I tell Fitty when he gets a little loosey-goosey with the mouth. I tell him, don't ever. All right. They must have learned from Mr. Miyagi on how to say fire <laughs> fizzle. They need to learn no, from don't West. put that on Miyagi either, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. The God real, rest his soul. It's the real sensei. It's Wes <laughs> Bryant on Wes and Walker with the staple. You know what time it is. And a public edition, which is always interesting, no matter if we're at a golf course or if we're at the Charlotte Auto Show. It is. We're going to get loud. Wes is Make some people jump. Yeah, that's right. You already made me jump once today. (laughs) Can we do it again? It's National Burger Day. I mean, anytime. No, it's National Fast Food Day. Oh, I thought it was Burger Day. National Fast Food Day. It's National Fast Food Day. Yes. And I'll tell you, this is something that I feel very comfortable talking about Mm -hmm. on Wesson Walker. We do this quite a bit. And when you can marry fire or fizzle and fast food together, that's something that is going to live in uh, matrimony for quite some time. Fast Food Day, Wes. The first burger on the list today. It's the classic. It's the Big Mac Mm. from McDonald's. Yeah. 
That's the only fire Mac uh, compared to what we just heard from Mac himself when he tried to drop the fire. What you got for Big Mac? Well, the Big Mac was introduced in 1967 by Jim Deligati, a McDonald's franchise owner in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. And a year later, it became a staple of McDonald's menus nationwide. It's become a veritable pop culture phenomenon, spawning everything from an impossible to forget jingle. You know it. To all be patty special sauce lettuce. All right, that's enough of that. Oh, I was going with that. Currency Evaluation Index, created by The Economist. McDonald's estimates 550 million Big Macs are sold in each year each year alone. So all of you out there, that's about 17 per second. So all of you out there that want to get snooty, I don't I don't eat McDonald's, where they're still selling a hell of a lot, and Wes Bryan is probably going to get him two or three per year. Okay? So when you're talking about the Big Mac, two all-beef packs, Special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Damn. It is straight fire. I don't care who's around. We're talking about the Big Mac. It's so true. I, I, you're, and you're so right about the McDonald's take. There are a lot of people that feel like, oh, McDonald's yeah, is disgusting. I, I don't eat that. I don't get the Big Mac a lot, but sometimes you just got to go to a classic every now and then. I'm doing the Big Mac or the two cheeseburger meal when I go to McDonald's, man. And I, I mean, and I respect come that. Come on now. And I respect that. All right, let's go to a rival of the Big Mac. Yes. The Whopper. Whopper, 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 Whopper. Wes, you tell me, fire or fizzle. What's McDonald's and Burger King have both been around since the 50s. And Mickey D's introduced the Big Mac in 1968. The Whopper, though, debuted in 1957 when co-founder Jim McLemore noticed that a rival burger joint was having success with an extra-large burger. He chose the name Whopper to automatically conjure thoughts of something big. And now, when the Whopper first debuted in the 50s, 37 cents it'll cost you, but now it costs an average of $4.19, and it's had several iterations. You remember the Halloween Whopper with the black bun, the oh. Angry Whopper, and one of my favorites, the Impossible Whopper with the fake meat in it, but you can't tell it tastes just like a regular Whopper, where it doesn't matter what type of Whopper, Halloween, bacon and cheddar, Western, whichever way you want to go, the Whopper is straight fire, okay? Don't you ever forget that. It's the Western. People are looking at me, and I don't care. The Wes and Whopper Show, <laughs> Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. My man is enjoying it. Though. Yeah, talking about burgers on National Fast Food Day. Let's move on. Yes. The Hardy's Thick Burger with two C's. Yes. Fire Fizzle. Listen, this was introduced in the 2000s. They de debuted their signature line of thick burgers. They were delicious burgers made with premium third pound 100% Angus beef patties. And they introduced this iconic monster thick burger. I used to get the ones with the bacon on it as well. Lord knows that's why I'm taking blood pressure pills now, okay? Because you're talking about 1,400 calories, 97 grams of fat, 2,780 milligrams of Sodium, my G. It's a lot of salt. But when you talk about something that is very tasty, something that makes you feel very happy, before those Sunday football games came on, I was in that damn Hardy's fast food line getting my thick burger. <laughs> but listen... I love Hardee's. It's a Carolina staple. And when we're talking about the thick burger, no matter which iteration you want to talk about, because there's several of those as well, just like the Whopper, it is straight 
fizzle. Like I it's said, Hardy's be trying to kill people, burned. man. That's the I only reason know. I'm giving yeah. it a fizzle. God, That's so the only good. reason, man. Uh, it, it's, it's so good, but it, it, it's you, so bad. You, you get what you pay for, though, in substance. Like, it's a big old thick oh, burger. Man, they those are things not lying. massive. They're expensive, <laughs> but they're so good. I'm with it. All yeah, right. it's massive. All right, so we got our first fizzle on Hardy's Thick Burger. Let's see if we can get back on track with the Five Guys Cheeseburger. Speaking right. of paying for, I don't know if you get what you pay for, but you're definitely oh, paying you for do. it on this okay. one. Okay, it all started in 1986 when a married couple, Jerry and Janie Morrell, built a simple burger shack. Around that time, the couple had four sons, Matt, Jim, Chad, and Ben. And the name Five Guys came from the couple's four boys plus their dad, Jerry. And then two years later, though, they had a fifth son. So I guess, you know... Um, they were active. They yeah, the, the blue guys. shoes. They yeah. want that Kyle Bailey yeah. in there and had a fifth son named Tyler. Okay, so uh, Jerry was instantly out of the picture as far as the restaurant's name was concerned. But today there were two hundred and fifty thousand possible ways to order a burger at Five Guys. I would like to see that because I don't know. I mean, man, that's a lot of different ways to fix a burger. Can you order a blue chew burger? <laughs> maybe that's a, maybe that's on a hidden menu. Okay. okay. But when you talk about the Five Guys cheeseburger, and when they say cheeseburger, that means two patties. So don't go in there ordering that thinking you're just getting one. You got to get the little cheeseburger. But no matter which one, little cheeseburger, cheeseburger, bacon cheeseburger, it is straight fire. It's my favorite burger, and it's not even close. Speaking of double, Dave's double, last one on the list, Wendy's. Fire fizzle. Let's end it right here. What? The Dave's Double. Two quarter pound beef patties. Two slices of American cheese. Lettuce, tomatoes, pickles, ketchup, and mayonnaise on a toasted bun. Okay. And they introduced it in 2007 to compete with the Big Mac from McDonald's. And it quickly became one of Wendy's most popular items. And then in 2018, they introduced a smaller version of Dave's Double named the Dave Single, offering a less caloric option to the customers. I don't care how many calories is in it. When you talk about Wendy's, the Dave's Double, it is straight fire. It is my favorite fast food burger. Okay, let me differentiate for you. Five Guys is a sit-down place. I think of that as more of a restaurant. But Wendy's, when I'm talking drive-through or going in for a quick bite, that Dave's Double is my number one. Cut the music off. Where's the beef? There's the beef. Fire fizzle over and done with. Wesson Whopper Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. One more hour to go live from the Charlotte Auto Show, Sports Radio 92.7 FM.